and welcome to the Lactation Land Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wachelka. I'm an international board-certified lactation consultant, mother of two, writer, speaker, educator, and passionate about all things pregnancy, birth, and feeding babies. I'm here to guide you through your lactation journey and provide you the evidence-based information you need to make the decisions that are right for you. This podcast is a blend of education and support for parents and professionals. And if you're ready to learn more about lactation and breastfeeding on your terms, and I can't wait for you to join me. Hello and welcome back to today's show. I'm your host, Alex Wachelka, International Board Certified Lactation Consultant, if you're just finding me. And I am looking forward to today's episode because today I'm actually going to be doing a continuation of the last episode I released around perceived low milk supply. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back now. It's called Perceived Low Supply Lactation Cookies and Emotional Support. And give that one a listen because this episode is going to be part two. The reason that it's a part two is because perceived low milk supply is when you feel like you're not making enough milk for your baby based on either a misinterpretation of your baby's behaviors and patterns or a misunderstanding of what normal milk production looks like. So in last week's episode, I touched on, or I talked actually more about what the milk production side of things looks like. But for today's episode, I wanted to talk about those signs that we are interpreting from our babies that make us think that we are not producing enough milk. So a perceived low supply, once again, is when you feel like you're perceiving that you just don't have enough milk because your baby's behaviors are telling you that. And sometimes I have called these low supply fake outs because they're not exactly signs of low supply, but they can very easily make us think that we have low supply. Some of the most common ones that I see are a fussy baby. So pretty much everyone at some point in their time is going to have a fussy baby. Babies only have needs. Their ways of communicating with us are through their actions, through their facial expressions, the sounds that they're making. And when they're fussy or if they're crying for an unknown reason and we can't figure out why or this fussiness seems to be happening when they're always at the breast or they've just eaten and now they're fussing again, it's really easy to start to interpret this as maybe I'm not making enough milk. And the reason that it is so easy to jump to this conclusion is because of the our society, the, the messages that we receive that, well, you're probably not making enough milk. Here's this cookie. You're probably not making enough milk. Here's this supplement. You're probably not making enough milk because look at the mom in this ad and she just pumped 12 ounces, which is way beyond a normal average milk production. So that's the reason that when we have a fussy baby, it is so easy to jump to these conclusions because we are inundated with ads and information that is trying to tell us something else, that our bodies aren't enough, that we should be making more, that we should strive for this huge freezer stash of milk, when for most people, we don't have to do that. So a fussy baby does not mean that you have low supply. If your baby takes a bottle after they breastfeed, This again, doesn't actually mean that you have low supply. There's many parents I've worked with where 
you know, I'm just not sure, maybe they need a little bit more. I'll give a bottle just in case. And you can go back a few episodes and I have an episode called the top up trap, because that is a situation that you can easily get yourself into where you then create a low milk supply from this situation. So it's called the top up trap. I've talked about it before, but if you do that, where you think your baby's a little bit hungry still, and you offer them a bottle, especially if you haven't been taught about paste bottle feeding and how to responsibly feed following your baby's cues with a bottle, then it's really easy to overfeed them because a baby must swallow to protect their airway. A baby suck, swallow, breathe. That's the pattern when they're eating. So if they're suckling at the bottle and they chose to suckle because they just need to suckle because it's soothing for them because it regulates their nervous system and that's what was offered was no more breast but a bottle, milk is going to come out. Very easily milk is going to come out. Well, the next move is they have to swallow that milk to protect their airway to be able to take a breath. So just because they have drank a bottle after a breastfeed does not necessarily mean that you had low supply. Your baby has a reflex to suck and they have to protect their airway. Something really important to think about. If you can't feel your milk letting down, your milk let down for many people can feel like a really tingly pins and needles feeling. I have a blog post on this, which I will link in the show notes for you if you're ever curious to learn a little bit more. But that tingling sensation can fade over time, but for some people, they don't actually even feel it. And then they get worried. Does this mean I have low milk supply? I must not be making enough. I can't feel my letdown anymore. Maybe I should supplement. But this is why it's so important to understand how to watch your baby and learn and see if they're swallowing milk. When you know how to look for a swallow, to listen for a swallow, then it doesn't matter if you don't feel your letdown because it's the moment you see your baby drinking and swallowing milk, the moment you can see that they're not just passively sucking, they're actually drinking, then you know for sure your milk is letting down. So this is not a sign that you have low milk supply. Cluster feeds. This is probably the biggest one. Cluster feeding is biologically normal. I want it to happen. It's supposed to happen. Cluster feeding can happen actually, or happens at very predictable times in your baby's growth and development because they they start to cluster feed when they need your body to start to produce more. When they're going through periods of growth, cluster feeding is normal. So this is when your baby is feeding for a very very frequently for a very long period of time. So it might be like every 30 minutes throughout the evening and overnight. It usually happens in the evening and overnight. This is when your milk making hormone starts to increase. So it's timed perfectly that your baby is stimulating your body more to start to increase your milk production to meet their demands. It can feel like a very hard time. And I'm not just saying that as an IBCLC, I'm saying that as a mom who breastfed two children who is still breastfeeding a child. Cluster feeding is so freaking hard. And I, I you know, I cluster, my, my second baby cluster fed. And at that point I was an IBCLC. And even then I still couldn't fight the thoughts of, oh, there's no milk or I, is there really enough? I had to, I had to kind of step out of that, that mom brain, which is really hard to do and put on my IBCLC hat and go, no, he's cluster feeding. You know exactly what's happening. His diapers are good. His weight gain's good. He's satiated after most feeds. Like, this is okay. This is normal. It's supposed to happen. 
So with cluster feeding, this is the very first for many people to start to think they don't have enough milk because your baby will nurse and then want to nurse again and then want to nurse again and want to nurse again. And emotionally, mentally, physically, it's hard to get through. I always encourage my clients to build a little nest, like get comfy on the couch, get cozy, make sure you're dressed in comfy clothes, you're warm, you've got blankets, you've got snacks, you've got their TV remote, phone charger, whatever you need, and just settle in and lean into it and let it be because it will pass. But that is the most important thing that you can do is to lean into it and let your body do what it needs to do and let your baby do what they need to do. So cluster feeding is not a sign that you have low milk supply on its own. If your breasts feel soft, that's not a sign that your milk is low. Your breasts go through big, big changes throughout pregnancy and the postpartum period. And when your milk volume starts to go up after birth, it's very common to have your breasts feel very full before a feeding and then soft after a feeding. Your body is trying to figure out how much milk your baby needs. There does come a point where you have re- your milk supplies regulated, your body knows what's going on, it's making just what your baby needs, and your breasts will start to feel soft all the time. They might only feel a little bit full in the mornings, and then pretty much before and after all feedings, they feel soft. And you're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, did my supply just drop? But the answer is no, especially if your baby is satiated after feedings, their diapers are still appropriate. They're still gaining weight. They're meeting their milestones. If your breasts are just feeling soft, this is likely just a sign that your milk supply regulated. If you wait for your breast to feel fuller because you think, oh, this must mean I don't have enough. I can't feed my baby now. That will start to decrease your milk supply because if you weight something there's a protein in your breast milk called the feedback inhibitor of lactation and i have another episode about that where it starts to build up and says okay slow down milk production milk is not being removed we don't need to make it this fast so a soft breast is actually making milk faster and it is not a sign that you don't have enough milk if your baby wakes up at night congratulations you have a normal human baby I know that might sound silly, but your baby is supposed to wake up at night. There are the the rare unicorn babies, sometimes they're referred to the babies who are, you know, eight weeks old and they can sleep very long stretches at night, but that's not the biological, that's not the average because our babies need to eat at night. No matter what the sleep trainer says, no matter what the targeted ads you're getting for, say, your baby needs to feed at night. If they don't, if they're not waking because they are naturally sleeping a longer stretch on their own and we're not making them do that in some way, then that's fine. But if your baby is still waking up at night to feed and they are five, six, seven, eight, nine, 13 months old, that's okay. They don't just need to suddenly stop needing to eat at night because they reach a certain age or a certain weight. So if your baby wakes at night, it's not breastfeeding's fault. It's not that you don't have enough milk supply. It's because you have a normal baby. If your baby is nursing what you would consider often, like every two hours, that also doesn't mean you have low supply because that's biologically normal. It's not uncommon. Hearing every three to four hours is what can set you up for for failure, for unrealistic expectations, because for many babies, they're nursing frequently. This is the norm. 
So it's not a sign that you don't have enough milk supply. And that's what's so hard to navigate in our current world because we're constantly getting messages about all of these things that are telling us, no, you know what? You're actually, your body, there's something wrong with it. You're not making enough milk. And then what happens is we start to essentially sabotage ourselves. Like if, if we're thinking, oh, well, maybe it's not enough. Let me just add extra milk. Well, now we get into the top-up trap. Well, my breasts are feeling soft. I must not be pr- producing enough. Let me, let me postpone the feed just a little bit so they're fuller. Well, now you're starting to reduce your milk supply. So this is where having the right information and the support is so essential to your breastfeeding journey. Because when you have that information, that right information, and you have that support from someone, that's when you can really feel empowered and confident and you can be successful in feeding your baby in whatever way it looks like for you. And that's exactly what we do inside of the Bumps and Breastfeeding Academy. This is my 12-week live group program that's starting on September 5th. I created this program after spending the last two years working one-to-one with moms, realizing that they need more. A 60-minute consultation and then a week of email support can really help. I mean, it, my testimonials will speak for themselves. It, they do. It does help. But there always comes a point, and I know this because I also am a mom, where you feel like you're, you've got it. You're in a groove. Things are going well. And then something happens. Your baby suddenly is acting a little bit different or they're doing something different at the breast or something changes and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what happened? Everything was so good. Why doesn't this work anymore? Everything was so good. Why is your latch different now? And then you need some more support. And for most, the only other option is go see the lactation consultant again, get another follow-up. And this can add up really quickly and doesn't work, isn't available for every family. So I created the group way to get the information and the support that you needed. And it's called the Bumps and Breastfeeding Academy. It's a live 12-week group program with me and a group of other moms. So you have a private Facebook group where you can connect with moms. You can connect with me. Every other week we are live on Zoom. And there's also a program that you can go through. There's four core modules in this program to help you through milk supply challenges and pumping challenges and latching challenges and just common obstacles that you face, things like clogs and mastitis and thrush and damages and vasospasm and and all of these things that I see all of the time in my one-to-one practice, you can watch and go through the material to help you help yourself. And then you can connect with me to get a little bit more information, some more details, some more guidance. So that will be linked for you in the show notes. It is happening on starting on September 5th. I would love to see you inside that program if it is the right fit for you. I hope wherever you're listening, you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will be talking to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would be amazing if you would rate and review this podcast, screenshot you listening to this episode and tag me at Motherhood Blooms Lactation and share it with as many expecting and breastfeeding moms as you can. You will help make such a difference in their lives. If you need extra support, just DM me on Instagram at motherhoodblooms lactation and I'll be in touch.